the Anti-Bullying 101 podcast. My name is Jim Burns and we're here to discuss a variety of topics. Bullying is the big one, but right now many people are experiencing a host of other problems. Domestic violence, workplace bullying, cyberbullying, and family bullying. People are angry and bitter and just don't realize that there's a choice and it can be just as easy to develop love, joy, and peace as it is to be angry and vengeful. This podcast is designed for anyone who wants to have a more vibrant life and to offer some ideas on how to balance the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual areas of their life. But we are Anti-Bullying 101, so it's truly my hope we can help everyone live a life without the fear of harassment, intimidation, and bullying. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome to the Anti-Bullying 101 podcast. My name is Jim Burns, and those of you who have been listening to me for quite some time may have noticed a small change in our format there. Uh, We're trying to run a new format for 2023. And, you know, over the course of the last five years, I brought you episodes that have dealt with a variety of topics that were predominantly about bullying. And bullying, as you know, and I've said it more than once, is an epidemic in our society, along with many other problems that really threaten the welfare of others. Behaviors like random shootings in schools and stores and other public places and along with the worry that someone will take their own life because of some form of harassment, intimidation, and bullying are all too common. And the worry that parents have when they send their kids off to school about the potential for harm. See, we're beginning to experience what I call the new norm. And that's a norm that I believe we'd be way better off without. Children today are not held accountable for disrespect and irresponsibility, and they become protected by parents who become the nightmare that teachers and administrators fear the most. Those parents become the ones with the loudest voice and those that argue for the weaknesses of their child, perpetuating the problem and creating an adult that, that only outside forces like law enforcement might be able to manage in the future. Now, here's where we begin to make a, a bit of a change. My belief is that the issues that we face today as a society are really the symptoms of the root problem. And I am not going to deny that there is, ment- there is a mental health crisis in this country 
and we can pour money into the mental health industry if we like, or we can start to take a look at the consequences of an unbalanced life. You see, a life in balance is one that addresses four key areas, the physical, the mental, the social-emotional, and the one that we talk very little about, and that's the spiritual. This year, I'm going to be making some adjustments in the format of Anti-Bullying 101, but just a bit, and we're going to be looking at ways to get a society healthy by addressing the, the dimensions that I just mentioned. We need to treat the whole person if, in fact, we're going to create a safer and more loving home and school climate, a climate that I believe will translate into a safer society for all. Well, welcome to the podcast, everybody. And, you know, those four areas that I mentioned, I, I see them as extremely important uh, in life. I truly do. And I think we don't spend enough time working on them. I think we touch on them occasionally, you know, but I also think that we, we don't realize the importance of what they, what they can really do in our life. And what I, many years ago, you know, I struggled myself, you know, I'm going to be 68 years old tomorrow. And I'm going to say 40 years ago, I was going through an enormous struggle with a lot of different things. And you really don't know where to turn. I mean, you can go to therapy, you can go uh, to friends, you can read books, you can do a, a bunch of stuff. But what I discovered for myself was that the reading that I did had to be uncensored, and there couldn't be commentary mixed in with it. I mean, you're going to read things, and people are going to try and explain things to you, which is basically their slant on stuff. But there was one book that I could read, and there wasn't any commentary. Not a, I mean, there are commentaries with it, but if you don't want them, you don't, have to, you don't have to use them. You could let that book talk to you, and that book's the Bible. Now, this is part of my intro here into the spiritual dimension of life, and that's the piece that I'm going to talk a little bit about today. For me, the Bible was a very big piece, and still is, of my life, in terms of what it offers. And if you believe in God, and you believe that God speaks to you, he speaks to you through that book. Now, there are many other religions, and I am not trying to go through the process of converting anybody or anything like that, but what I am suggesting here is you have to find that for yourself. You find some form of spirituality that you can wrap your head around that, so that when the, the going gets tough, you have a place to go. It could be nature, it could be yoga, it could be meditation, it could be another form of some type of religious belief that you have found yourself very, very comfortable with. But you have to find that. It's a piece that you need. I have a, uh, a sister uh, who I was visiting 
several months ago. And her comment to me was, uh, you know, Jim, when I get stressed out, I need somebody to be pissed off at. And that's an interesting piece because nine times out of ten, when we're stressed out, we take out our anger on our loved ones. And when you have something that you can use to help you deal with the stressors of life and deal with the difficulties that you're facing, you then become much more balanced and much more level and you're not mercurial and you're not all over the place. And you at least can say to yourself, well, let me, let me get into my office. Let me get into a room here. Let me get somewhere maybe and meditate. Let me take that walk. For me, it was, let me read the Bible. Now, I have children. I have three of them. I, have, I am a grandfather. Uh, and there was a man who I was very close with many years ago who taught me to, to read the book of Proverbs every single day. One chapter a day, 31 days. There's 31 books in Proverbs. You read one book of Proverbs every day for a month, then you go back to, to number, the first chapter again. And he taught me this one verse. This one single verse. And... To me, it encapsulates not only a spiritual piece, but a social and emotional piece. You see, if we're going to get healthy, if we're going to have a healthy society, we have to start taking the time to look at things from different angles. So I started to look at this verse very closely, and he helped me interpret it. He helped me. He didn't interpret it for me. He helped me do it, though. And it's in Proverbs chapter 30, verse 17. And it says, the eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother. The ravens of the valley shall pick it out and the young eagles shall eat it. Now, what is, does all this mean? Well, it means that if a person, if an individual grows up, with a mocking, contemptible attitude toward their father, and they despise their mother, they are going to lose their perception. They're going to lose their perception. The eye is the, is the Bible's way of communicating perception. They're going to lose their perception on life, and even the smallest decisions, the smallest things that they have to do, there's going to be tremendous confusion. Now, when you take, say, you take two young parents and they have a child, the Bible talks about something that's called equity. Equity. Equity is the ability to do something for which you have no reference point. And if you want to, if you want to find something you have no reference point for, have a kid. There is no reference point for it. But what you have to evaluate is this. How are you going to raise that child and how are you going to discipline that child? Here's the point I'll make to you. 
your relationship with your parents will determine the decisions that you make in the future. Your relationship with your parents will determine the type of relationship or the types of uh, your ability to make decisions in the future. Now, let's take a look at this from a kid's standpoint. Why would a child mock their father? I can give you a couple of examples here. Number one, I come home from work and my wife is on the cutting edge of losing her nerve. The kids have been all over the place all day. She's exhausted. I come home. I go and uh, into the uh, living room. And my son or my daughter comes to me and says, Hey, Dad, can I go outside? And I say, Sure, you go, go ahead. You can go outside. And the child goes running outside through the kitchen. And the mother says, Where are you going? And, and the, the kid says, I'm going outside. And she says, I told you, you can't go outside now. We're going to have dinner soon. And I don't want you out of the house. And he looks at the mother and says, yeah, but dad said I can go outside. And I can't see my wife, but I can only know, I can only imagine what she's thinking, which is, hey, look, no more today. That's it. So I had a, now I have to change my mind based upon what mom wants so i have to say no you got to stay in the house and the kid says to me but you told me i can go outside and he and i say yeah but now you can't go outside now after dad gets vetoed a few times like that and a child comes up to him and says hey dad can i do such and such you know what his response starts to become don't ask me go ask your mother because he doesn't want to end up having that that discussion again, having that problem again. He doesn't want to be over, overturned again. So he says, go ask mom. If it's okay with her, it's okay with me. So the child grows up never believing that his father has the ability to make one decision. Now, why would a child despise their mother? Because mom is always making those decisions. Mom is always saying no. Mom is always giving kids a hard time. Mom is always checking the homework. Mom is laying, you know, moms will lay awake at night worrying about their kid if they're out late, but dads will be home snoring. Moms do the worrying. And they're the ones that make the tough decisions. And so the child grows up despising his mother. Now, I'm going to say this, and I, and I believe it to be true. You're married with children. The two most important people in that house are you and your wife or you and your husband. Or you and your partner, whoever it might be. Why? Because if you, the two of you are okay, the kids are going to be okay. If the two of you can agree on things, the kids will see a united front. But if a child grows up and he, he is mocking and contemptible toward his father and despises his mother, that child now moves forward in life with, with the inability to make decisions. And they become young adults who have their own children and can't figure out how to discipline their own kids. 
So, what do we have to do? Number one, we, if we are having that type of difficulty, I had to do it. I had to do it with my mother. I had to repair the relationship. I practically did it on my mother's deathbed. See, I, I was raised in that type of environment where my mother and father didn't get along and there was always confusion and there was always an argument, you know, and I didn't get along with my, with my mother at all. I despised my mother, but I had to make it right. I had to make it right before she died if, in fact, I wanted to be open to being able to have the maturity level to make wise decisions. So I had to go, I had to go to my mother here, and this is all part of a social and emotional dimension. The ability, the ability to go back to a parent and say to them, I'm sorry for the difficulty that we have. Can we straighten this out? That takes a lot of work and a lot of courage. Because if you don't, parents have the ability to haunt you from the grave. And there is a giant hole inside of every person and all they want is to have a decent relationship with their mother or father. So that's one of the things that you have to take care of as you grow older. You will find the minute that you take care of that. See, we, we look at things from the standpoint of, well, I'm mature. Well, what is the definition of maturity? The definition of maturity is the ability to cooperate even though you disagree. And the other ability to cooperate, the other uh, definition, definition of maturity is uh, the ability to disagree with the right attitude, if in fact you do. And when we don't have the ability to have those conversations with our parents and with our children, and arguments are breaking out all the time, and we continue to have problems with mom and dad, and we mock our father and despise our mother, we are going to lose perception on right and wrong behaviors, and even some of the smallest decisions are going to create for us nothing more than stress, and we're going to be angry, and we're going to move forward in life with that type of attitude, and we're going to have trouble on, jo on our job, we're going to have trouble in relationships, and we're going to carry it with us our whole life. So before you start thinking that everybody else is the problem, do yourself a favor. Evaluate your relationship with your mother and father. Now your mother and father may not be, may, they may be dead. They may very well be dead. And that's where you have to say to yourself, I understand what's being said here. And I have, you may have to write a letter to your parents. You may have to uh, get down on your knees and ask God to forgive you and, and confess your sin. But the bottom line is, that's something that has to be done if, in fact, you want to be successful moving forward. The eye that mocks the father and despises to obey the mother, the ravens of the valley will pluck it out and the young eagle shall eat it. Look that verse up. Do yourself a favor from the spiritual, uh, from, uh, from the spiritual uh, dimension. Just challenge yourself. I mean, I'm not asking you to believe anything that you don't want to believe. What I'm going to ask you to do is challenge yourself. Read the book of Proverbs every day for a month. What's today? The third? Start with 
chapter 3 and see what you think. And see if you don't feel a little bit better each day. The idea here, folks, in terms of what we're trying to do is we are trying to get people healthy. That's what we want. We want people to be healthy. And, and they're not healthy. They have, they have holes in these four dimensions that we're going to be talking about for this entire year. They have holes in, in, in those four dimensions. I am going to be finishing up my credential as a personal trainer. I'm going to be sharing information about how you can have um, a decent exercise program and how you don't have to go to a gym and how you can just relax with yourself and do small workouts and just do a little bit each day and understanding one thing, you can't out-train a bad diet and how to make better food selections. I'm not a dietitian, but I do know there's certain things that, you know, if you want to lose weight, you shouldn't be eating them. So here we are. We're in 2023. This is our first episode of the new year. I hope everyone had a great holiday season, regardless of what it was. Whether it was Hanukkah or um, Kwanzaa or Christmas or what, whatever your celebration was, I hope it was wonderful. And I hope that we have a great, a great 2023. Once again, my name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. Let's all get healthy together. I'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.